You're listening to another life-giving message from Living Faith Church San Diego. We are a church for sinners by sinners, and we are on a mission to help you discover your purpose, live in power, and live out your God-given potential. For more information about Living Faith Church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Again, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Now open up your hearts and minds for this transforming message from Living Faith Church. I would like to talk to you about the topic of calm in chaos. Say calm in chaos. Calm in chaos. You see, we all have chaos in our life. I mean, who would admit that this past 2020 has been pretty chaotic? Yes? yes? Pretty chaotic. We have all this stuff going on. You know, people were hoping for 2020 to be the year, right? In, in 2015, I was like, ooh, 2020 will be the year. Everyone says, ooh, 2020 will be my year. Oh, by 2020, this will happen. I'll get this weight. I'll, I'll lose this much weight. I'll get married. All this. And then what happens? 2020 was a complete turnaround. And people, instead of losing weight, gained weight. People who did it, who are married, got divorced. Everything just started twisting around. And there was chaotic in 2020. Now, here's the thing. Is it possible to live without chaos? The answer is no, absolutely not. We cannot live without chaos. Chaos happens no matter what. No matter what, your life is always going to be chaotic. Look, you say, ooh, when you're a younger kid, when I go to high school, life will be so much better because I want to be an adult. I can be a cool kid. You go to high school, then you got all kinds of tests and exams to go through. So, oh, when I go to college, I'll, I'll move out of the house, and I'll go and live in the dorm. I'm going to have a great life. And what happens is you find out you have to pay the college tuition, and now you've got to have a part-time job, and then go to school and take the test, and now you're doing all kinds of relational issues. You say, okay, when I get out of college and I get the dream job, that is when my life will start and be amazing. And you go out, you go out of college, out of the dorms, and you get your dream job. Now you got bills to pay. You gotta pay back the student loans. You gotta pay the mortgage. You gotta pay rent. You gotta pay the water bill. And then you go say, okay, you know what? If I find the right spouse, I find the right girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever it is, I'm gonna be okay. I'm gonna be happy. You find the girlfriend, the boyfriend. Later on, you find out, ah, oh, when they wake up in the morning, their breath stinks. And then you go, okay, you know what? We're gonna get married. You're gonna get married in our bad breath person. And you go, okay, when we get married, he puts a ring on it, or she puts a ring on it, whatever. You know, then we're gonna be fine and daddy, everything will be happy, and we're gonna be lucky, and we're gonna be good, we're gonna be no more chaos. And you get married, and later on you guys start living together, and you say, Oh my gosh, she actually farts. Okay? <laughs> and life isn't great, and it's still chaotic. You say, you know, okay, I'm going to go ahead and get a promotion at the job. When I get the promotion at the job, then life will be great and grand. I'll make more money. I'll get more time off. And you get the promotion at the job. What happens? You get more responsibility. Like, oh, dang. Okay, you know what? When I retire, when I retire, that is when life will begin for me. That's where life will no longer be chaotic. I'll go ahead and live my life. It will no longer be chaotic. Then you go ahead and retire. And now what happens? You're like, oh, I'm too old. I can't be doing this no more. Life is, now you're just waiting for death. And you're always waiting 
for life to no longer be chaotic. And you wonder right now where we're at in our life, say, when will this chaos, the stress ever end? When will my life be joy and roses all the time? When will chaos stop? When will life be amazing for me? My friends, can I give you a rude awakening? Life freaking sucks. Zealous? Life is going to be hard for you, my friend. Okay? <laughs> I'm not prophesying that. I'm just saying this is just life, okay? It already is. <laughs> and he's a 10-year-old. That's great. So listen to this. But here's the thing. Can I tell you right now? That life is chaotic. Can we get an amen for that? But no matter how chaotic it is, you can be calm. You can have peace. It's possible. It's very, very possible. Let's open up our Bibles. Okay, we'll look at the screen. Mark 4, 35 to 40. On the same day when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along the boat as he was, and other little boats were also with him. A great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling with water. But he was in the stern asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? My friends, the title of the sermon tonight is Calm in Chaos. See, I love this story. You know why? This is the only place, the only place in the Bible that talks about Jesus sleeping. Nowhere else does it talk about him sleeping. Now, he did sleep, by the way. He's human, right? He was 100% man and 100% God. But this is the only spot the Bible shows us that he was asleep. It was fascinating that no matter what translation of the Bible that there is, no matter what the New King James, the King James Version, you know, by the way, NIV in Bible College, they told us, NIV stands for the not inspired version. A different story. But, you know, so there's all kinds, of, no matter what version of Bible you read, it always talks about Jesus sleeping in a cushion. And that shows me that there is no interpretation of the cushion. Because every Bible says it out there. The interpretation is this. He was sleeping on a cushion. He was sleeping on a pillow. So here's a fascinating thing. I, I wonder to myself, why did the Bible have to distinguishly say he was sleeping on a cushion? Couldn't they just say he was asleep? Couldn't they just say he was sleeping in the boat? No. He was sleeping on a cushion. And I really pondered on that. Look at the deep meaning behind it and really researched it. And it simply was that. He was just sleeping on a cushion. He was just chilling like a villain. And so that showed me that there is a possibility to be in the middle of a storm and still be able to sleep. And not just sleep, but sleep comfortably. Okay? Jesus wanted some comfort. He slept comfortably on a cushion. Now, I don't know about you, but these guys were on a little journey, and there was a cushion in their boat. They were fishermen. But it really shows us in the Bible, he was asleep on a cushion. I know I'm hammering this right now. So my question for you is this. Can you and I follow the ways of Jesus, 
and be sleeping on a cushion comfortably in the middle of chaos all around you? And the answer is yes. Say yes. Okay? Smile at me. Okay? This is a good sermon. There's common chaos. Some of you guys are like, yeah, I'm waiting for retirement. <laughs> okay? So, okay, some of your faces are like really pissed off right now. Okay, I'm sorry to bust your bubble, but life sucks. It'll never get better. So it might as well go ahead and have calm in chaos. Okay? So how do we have calm in chaos? How do we have peace in the midst of the storm? Who got to know that? I do, but I'm doing the sermon. I'm like preaching to myself. Okay? So keep in mind, I am not perfect at this. Okay, so some of you guys will be like, oh, Stephen, wait, wait, wait. You just cursed out the devil last night. What are you talking about? Okay, so I am not perfect at this, but let me tell you right now, this is what the Lord revealed to me. And the Spirit told me, this is what it is. Say the word T. Okay, T. You know, there's a little saying in our household that says like, ooh, what's the T? What's the T? You know, that's like, what's the gossip, you know? Or like a tea party. Angela loves tea. These guys are actually, everyone who loves tea except me. You know, tea gives me a heart attack. But anyways, different story. No joke, but here's the thing. T stands for T-E-A. I know how to spell. So T stands for trust. Say trust. trust. When you trust, you're saying, God, I trust you. See, how do we have calm in the middle of our storm? It's through trust. Proverbs 3, 5, 6. This is a very popular verse. Trust in the Lord with some of your heart and nope, nope. Trust the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. You know, this verse is really interesting because I have a hard time trusting in all. Make sense? I can trust that, that you know, okay, I trust that this may happen, this may happen, but I'm not sure if everything will happen. You see, what's interesting is, I'm going to be very raw and real with you, you know? Jennifer's leaving us. I'm about to cry right now. She's leaving us here in a couple weeks, okay? And I'm over here like, I seriously, when I seriously thought about this, I went to Johnny, Casey, and Angela, and I was like, you guys, should we pack up our bags and not do church anymore? I seriously asked them that. I was like, because Jennifer's on the heartbeat. She helped us out with everything. She's like, all the creative stuff. She's like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do without her? And like, my world started going through a whirlwind. I, sort of, I seriously asked ask these guys, like, yeah, see, it was a wreck, you know? <laughs> I'm just being real with you guys. Can I be real with you guys? Yes. Like, keep in mind, we're just brand new. This is not even, we haven't launched nothing. I'm like, right, if we're going to shut down the church, right now is the time because we haven't launched nothing yet. So we just tell guys, hey, guys, we're going back to our apartment. We're going to go back to the penthouse and just have services there and not do all this and all that. And so I just said, okay, you know what? I remind, the Holy Spirit talked to my heart and says, wait, wait, wait. Jesus says, I will build my church. And so I was like, oh, this isn't Stephen's show. This is Jesus' church. So I had really had a, a rude awakening. And thank God, you know, Johnny talked some sense into me. And I was like, dude, you got this. And so, although we will miss Jennifer tremendously, but seriously though, like, my worlds are going crazy. But trusting the Lord with all of your heart. You see, the word Lord, okay, the word Lord means Lordship means like you submit under him. Now keep in mind, we're not a religious church, so we're not trying to say like you know, you must obey or those will smite you, then that and that, okay? By the way, we live we believe in grace, meaning yes, he will smite you, but thank God for Jesus, okay? So he is a judge, but he's also merciful. Make sense? He is a judge, so he will judge you. Look, you screwed up, man. You screwed up big time. Oh, but you got Jesus. Okay, you're good. Okay? So he will judge you. Don't get me wrong. God is a judge. But thank God for Jesus. Does that make sense? So, but here's the thing. So he is Lord, 
But he is not just because you, when you say Lord, it's not in the aspect of like, oh, I must be a servant to the Lord. But instead, it's more of I can trust him with all of my life because he has my best interest in his heart. Does that make sense? So trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. When you do that, chapter verse 6 says, in all your ways acknowledge him. When you do that, you trust in him, you acknowledge him, then what happens? And in all your ways acknowledge him, and here's what he'll do for you. And he shall direct your path. He'll be your ultimate GPS. You screw it up so many times, he'll say, oh, go over here, boo. I don't know. That came out of nowhere. Psalms 112, 7. He will not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. Meaning, no matter what comes their way, whatever problems come up, whatever issues may happen, whatever storms may occur, as long as you're trusting in God, you'll be steadfast and strong. You won't squander around. Isaiah 26.3 You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. My friends, how do you trust in a being you cannot see? Isn't that interesting? I mean, it's real here. How can you trust in a being? We know he's there because the Bible says so, or we grew up thinking that he's there, but then again, we also believe in Santa Claus. Hello. So how do we trust in that? I'm just being real with you guys. How do we trust in that? But it's called faith. It's called faith. And so it's saying, you know what? I don't know if you're there. But if you're there, I trust in you. Oh, that's kind of weird, right? It's like, I don't know if you're really there. But here's the thing. You cannot see love. You can't see love. You can't. But you trust that person loves you. <laughs> you trust. Okay, here's the thing. You can't see the person's motive who's driving on the freeway. But the, red, but the light turns red. And then and you go, okay, time for me to walk. You're trusting that person who's going to stop and not hit you. What, 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 how do you know the person is paying attention to the road? Maybe you'd be texting their boo. And I even see you, and I even see the red light, and boom. But you trust it because it's called faith. You trust it because you know, okay, I'm going to take this risk. I'm going to do it anyways. And that is called trust. You're trusting it anyways. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Okay, let me tell you right now, there is a peace in God. We have our peace, and He has His peace. Does that make sense? So there is a, a peace, there's like, okay, oh, I have the peace, I have my peace. And then there's God's peace. I'll show you later in the scripture. So that's the first thing is we got to understand for us to have calm and chaos, we need to trust. Say trust. trust. The second one is E, emotion. We got to understand our emotion, give up our emotion. So emotion, say emotion. John 15, 11. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. You know, it's interesting. Here's the verse. That my joy... <laughs> my joy, that's Jesus saying, I have a joy. And he says here that your joy. There's two different types of joys. His joy and then my joy. Fascinating. When you say, okay, 
These things I've spoken to you that my joy, my joy, he has his own joy, may remain in you that your joy may be full. That verse is saying that in order for you to have true joy, you've got to have his joy. Can I tell you this right now? There's a difference between joy and happiness. Everybody is chasing for happiness. You know, what I do, shameless plug, uh, outside of preaching, is I'm a hypnotist. Now, don't worry, I'm not going to hypnotize you right now. <laughs> Although, maybe, sorry. Um, but as a hypnotist, people are always looking to be happy. They're always looking for happiness. So one of my, my things I get a lot of people asking me is, can you hypnotize me to stop smoking? It's like, sure, let's do it. Can you help me to stop cutting? Can you help me to stop you know, doing this? Can you help me? And every, here's the thing. People are asking me to help them to stop this, that, and the other as a hypnotist. And it does work. Look it up. There's a TED Talk, all, all kinds of research. The American Psychological Association has claimed that hypnosis is a valid tool for the subconscious mind. Now, here's the thing. The reason why I'm getting into that is because of this. When I've studied hypnosis when it comes to people in addictions, it comes to the smoking, comes to that. If you do it, great. If you're a smoker, if you, you overeat, I overeat, hello. Um, you know, whatever it is, here's the reason why. Can I tell you the reason why? It's because we're looking for happiness. Whenever we're looking for happiness, I personally, okay, the way you know I'm stressed is you'll see a bag, not, not a small bag, a big bag of peanut butter M&M's. Okay, <laughs> can I get a witness? Yes, okay, peanut butter M&M's, okay? Seriously, come to my place, and if you go to my office, feel free to open my drawer. If you see open my drawer, you see a big old pink red bag, peanut butter M&M's, oh, this is a little stress right now. What's going on, Steven? <laughs> okay, let me tell you this though. Why? Because that fills my joy. That gives me joy. That gives me sorry, happiness. We're all looking for happiness. But let me tell you what, happiness is fake. You know why happiness is fake? Because happiness determined on happenings. Happiness is from the root word of happenings, meaning you're happy based on a situation. It's situational. You know what? This person's in my life, I'm happy. This person's not in my life, I'm not happy. I get the promotion, I'm happy. I'm looking at the promotion, I'm not happy. So we're always looking for this thing called happiness. And because we don't get the happiness, we're looking for things to mix shift to find the happiness. For me, it's food. And so instead, the Bible's telling us here, these things I've spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, that your joy may be full. So meaning, you must receive the joy of Jesus so that it taps into your joy. And that's the reason why it's called connect. You connect with Jesus. Say amen. amen. Proverbs 27, 19. As the water face reflects face, so the heart of man reflects man. Last one is T-E-A. T stands for what? Trust. E stands for what? Emotion. A stands for your attitude. Okay, attitude. Let me tell you this right now. The disciples, when the storm was happening, here's the thing. They did not wake up Jesus. Jesus was a storm. You know what they said to him? Go back to that verse there. Mark 4, verse number 37. And when great windstorm arose and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling but he was in the stern sleeping in the pillow and they were awoke him and said to him they didn't say hey there's a storm he says do you not care that we're perishing isn't that crazy they blamed him how many christians how many churches says oh coronavirus that is an act of god 
God is over here smiling. Oh, Katrina, they're judging all those morning rolls with the beads and the blah, blah, blah. You know, oh, that's, you know, right? That the, people would say all kinds of things and say it's an act of God. You know, contracts, when you have those contracts and they say whenever something happens, they call it act of God. Isn't it interesting? I would question that. Why would you say it's an act of God? Because God doesn't give us negativity. Is there a bunch of storms happening in heaven? The answer is no. Is there coronavirus in heaven? The answer is no. Is there cancer in heaven? The answer is no. But let me tell you this. Here on earth, there's over 8 billion wills. Will is not the thing like William, but will isn't like their own passions and desires. There's 8 billion wills here on earth. So because of that, we have so much chaos. But in heaven, there's only one will. Only one will, and that's God's will. And that's what comes called paradise. So whenever you say, well, what's the will of God in my life? Oh, brother, maybe it's the will of God for me to be poor. I say, my friend, that is your will. God's will, he's walking on streets of gold. Donald Trump got nothing on him. Okay, listen, God's will, if you want to say, what is God's will? Is there sickness in heaven? No. So which means here on earth, there is no, it's not his will for you to be sick. Oh, is it the will for my friend to be sick? No, because God doesn't give you sickness. He can't give you what he doesn't have. If it's God's will, then why is there in heaven? Because in heaven, it's only His will. So here's the deal. That's the reason why we must pray. We must pray for your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. My friends, that's the reason why we fill out the prayer request cards. Because Angela's upstairs over there praying every single day in tongues, fighting for your behalf and saying, God, work on their behalf. Move on their behalf. We pray that God is a gentleman. He doesn't move unless you invite him to move. He doesn't just push his way in. Oh, oh he, he doesn't. If God responds to need, then India would be the wealthiest country in the world. But God doesn't respond to need. He responds to ask. The Bible says, you have not because you ask not. So understand this. This is the church that I am praying will be a church that knows how to pray, knows how to tap in the heaven, knows how to go and say, God, your will be done in my brother's life, in my sister's life, in my friend's life, and say, God, may your will be done in their life. But here's the deal. The disciples, they went to Jesus in the middle of a storm and said, dude, do you care that we drown? It's not even like, yo, we're, 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 we're drowning. It was like, we're drowned, you don't even care. How many of us here, we go through hell, we get a bad report, we get a negative news, and so we go immediately, immediately be like, you did this. I hate you. I don't want to do nothing with you. That's the very first thing they do. And we see that in the disciples. So here's the deal. For us to have calm in chaos, we need to know T E A, and A stands for your attitude. Zig Ziglar says your attitude will then determine your altitude in life. Your attitude will determine your altitude. Ecclesiastes 7 9. Do not hasten your spirit to be angry, for anger rests in the bosom of fools. So turn to your neighbor and say, Don't be a fool. That's the Bible right there. Proverbs 16, 32. He who is slow to anger is better than the mighty. And he who rules his spirit than who takes a city. 
My friends, let me tell you this right now. Anger is normal. But understand this, is that our attitude is a choice. Say it's a choice. We hate saying that. People who know me, they ask me for mentorship. Can you mentor me, Stephen? And I say, yes. And they get angry, they get pissed off something happened in their life. I say, well, what do I do? Well, I'm so pissed off. Yeah, well, it's a choice. And it really is a choice. We choose what it is we want to do in our life, how we want to receive it. You know, I said, when stuff's going crazy, I'm saying, I'm going to choose not to participate. I'm going to choose not to let this affect me. I'm not perfect. Believe me, <laughs> I'm not perfect at all. But understand that the chaos and the storms will happen. But it's up to us how we choose to react. We can go ahead and blame God, which a lot of people do. Let the disciples. Storm's happening. Do you care? Yes, he freaking cares. But he even says you have no faith. So don't get angry at God. I'm going to say this right now. Tonight, those who are watching online, we have about maybe, you know, 150, 160 people who watch every single week. Don't get angry at God. He's on your side. You see, when the disciples woke him up and says, do you even care? He calms the storm first. And he says, where the heck is your faith? It's a matter of faith, trusting God. He does care. The last verse here, everyone stand to your feet. John 16, 33. I have told you these things so that in me you may have what? Peace. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart. I have overcome the world. In this world, you are going to have sickness. In this world, you are going to have troubles and stress and fears and doubts. You will have storm. But take heart. I've overcome that stress. I've overcome that doubt. I've overcome that worry. Take heart, the Bible says here. In this world, you will have trouble. We can't get away from trouble. But you can cling on to Jesus and say, you've overcome and I receive your grace. Everyone's eyes closed, every head's bowed. If tonight you're here watching the broadcasts or you're here tonight live, and you're saying, I want to receive Jesus and make Jesus the Lord of my life. And again, not the Lord of religiosity, but Lord in trusting that he has your best interest at heart. Say, I want Jesus in my life. Or maybe you have Jesus in your life. You're like, I want to make a recommitment to Jesus in my life. If that's you, can you just wave at me a little bit? Hallelujah. Amen. 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 And tonight, if you're here and you say, you know what? I, I need some tea. Some tea. I'm not talking about green tea or jasmine tea or boba milk tea <laughs> for all you Asians. But I need to trust God. I need to calm my emotions and I need to check my attitude. If that's you, can you just wave at me just a little bit? Just a little wave, just so I can see you. Amen. Amen. Father God, tonight I pray for those who need to check themselves. Father, I pray that we would have the calm in chaos. We would have peace under pressure. And that we would have your presence 
in our pain. So tonight, pour out your spirit upon us, Father God, like never before. May we renew our spirit, our mind, our souls to heaven. Lord, we thank you. Just turn your palms to heaven and just receive. Just receive from him and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we prophesy right now. It may be hell in our life, but Lord, we say thank you, Jesus, as a prophetic declaration. That it may not be perfect, because I'll never be perfect, but Lord, thank you, Jesus. Lord, I pray for every person who's struggling right now to find that peace in their life. Holy Spirit, may your peace pour down this very moment, this very present moment. And may your peace rest upon us. Your joy attached to our joy. And that no matter what ever happens, we praise you always. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this life-giving message from Living Faith Church. For more information about our church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and we will see you next time on the Living Faith Church Podcast.